Vincent de Paul was always a decent, upright man. From an early age, he lived a basically good life. But it might surprise you to learn that Vincent's original motivation for becoming a priest was really quite worldly and even superficial. It is well documented, and Vincent himself would freely admit it, that he became a Catholic priest mostly just to have a comfortable job, a sizable paycheck, and a secure retirement. That's what moved him. But then, a pivotal thing happened in his life. Vincent's ambitions didn't exactly pan out. His life didn't go quite the way that he expected. And eventually, he came face to face with the peasants of rural France. And it was there, in the encounter with the poor, that Vincent's radical conversion to Christ took place. It was when he looked poverty and pain straight in the face that he found the face of Christ, a face that looked him in the eye. And at that piercing glance of Jesus' face, Vincent's heart was moved in an entirely new way. The lives of the saints are always filled with these sorts of amazing stories, these encounters with the face of our Savior. And in its 200 years of existence, our diocese has been filled with these sorts of stories as well. Stories of ordinary people like you and like me, right here in Virginia, meeting the Lord and being moved to do incredible acts of sacrifice and love and service for God. That's because at the end of the day, this is the Christian story. The encounter with Jesus changes us. It moves our hearts to begin to move with God, to want what God wants. Why is that? Because in Jesus, the Word made flesh, we see God's own divine heart being moved. We heard proclaimed in our gospel today that at the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. That is an incredible and beautiful thing. God, the unmoved mover, the source of all movement in the cosmos, is himself moved by our brokenness in the person of Jesus. Jesus' heart reveals to us the Father's heart, a heart that moves not away, but toward all of our confusion, our desperation, our desires, our longing, and our needs. God is not threatened by our poverty. He is not discouraged by our emptiness or our weakness. He's not overwhelmed by our neediness. St. Paul says it 
perfectly. Consider your own calling. You weren't wise or noble or powerful when you were called. God chose you anyway. Rather, our Lord is attracted to and propelled by all of our weakness, all the things that we're ashamed of, and he rushes into our lives. He comes to be our Lord and our good shepherd. When Christ comes into our lives, when he moves into our hearts, what does he do there? Well, he renovates our hearts so that they can begin to move more and more like his sacred heart. He gives us the same desires that he has, the same convictions, the same vision for human happiness, and the same urgency to proclaim the kingdom. He brings to a screeching halt all of those movements toward lesser things, against God, all those movements in each one of our hearts of pride, lust, selfishness, envy, and greed. He places in our hearts a much bigger, vaster source of motivation, one that moves us for the glory of God. Not many of us are wise or powerful or of noble birth. That's true enough. And yet God chooses the foolish to move like he moves. So that whenever we see people suffering from disease, from broken homes or mental illness or anything, our hearts are moved to serve them because we see Jesus there. When we see people on the news screaming and angry and, and calling for, for justice, our hearts are moved with a sorrow and a desire for unity and for healing and for peace. When we see people deeply confused about the sanctity of life, the meaning of marriage, the dignity of a natural death, and so many other contested issues today, our hearts begin to move to actively work for better laws that protect the vulnerable and lead us into truth. When we see family and friends rejecting or ignoring God, our hearts are moved to intercede for them, that one day they would come to love the God who loves them, who is love itself. If our hearts aren't particularly moved by any of these things, then we should ask God for the grace to be moved. Vincent de Paul himself said it this way, quote, We must try to be stirred by our neighbor's worries and distress. We must beg God to pour into our hearts sentiments of pity and compassion and to fill them again and again with these dispositions, end quote. Now, at this point, I'd like to make one thing very clear. Being moved does not mean having emotional feelings or warm fuzzies toward God or anyone else. Sometimes, I think, we fall for that lie. We think that, that if we're going to be good, faithful Christians, if we're going to love like Jesus loves, then we need to have a powerful, emotional surge constantly motivating us. 
if we don't feel any of those nice feelings, or if we're dry or, or feel unmotivated, then we might think something's wrong with our faith, that we're missing something, or that God's not working through us. But that's not true. Emotions are incredibly easy to provoke. Emotions are fleeting. You could go onto YouTube and watch a cute video of little puppies and have an emotional reaction. That doesn't mean, like, transcendent meaning. Emotions are good, but they are the guitar strings of our heart that can be plucked by anything and everything. It's a much bigger thing, a much harder thing, to be moved in our wills, to change our mindsets, to redirect our deepest desires to be set on God and on his glory. This deeper, more lasting process of being moved toward God's plan is called conversion. Conversion is the work of God's Holy Spirit rushing into our lives. It's the quiet, ongoing, interior transformation that God is accomplishing in you right now. It's about receiving a brand new heart. It's about receiving Jesus' heart. This weekend, throughout the Diocese of Richmond, we celebrate 200 years of so many countless hearts over the last two centuries being moved like the heart of Jesus. That is the only reason our diocese exists at all, to allow everyone who hears his voice to encounter him and be moved by his grace to love and serve him. The only reason that we have the courage at all to enter into a third century as a diocese is because we are absolutely convinced that Jesus Christ is still on the move, that he is still moving, that hearts are still being converted. And sometimes that's hard to see. In today's secular culture, it's much easier just to stop moving. It's more convenient to lay down and let our desires grow cold, to put the Lord's will on the back burner, to try very hard not to draw any attention to our personal beliefs, to become passive and private Christians. But Christ is on the move. Christ is on the move. We do not serve a stagnant or an archaic or old-fashioned dead God. We love and worship a Savior who is alive and who is active and really present today. Our first reading said, Fear not, the Lord is in your midst. And that is especially true here in the sacred liturgy. The entire direction and motion of the Holy Mass is the movement of Jesus' heart toward the Father's in the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we come to Mass, when we enter into the liturgy, we literally step into the Trinity. Here, Christ offers perfect worship on our behalf, and we have the blessed opportunity to enter into that and participate 
in his self-offering, his movement toward the Father, towards your hearts. Think about that. The little host, the little sacred, blessed sacrament that you receive at Mass moves towards you. And then when you move out into the world, it's Jesus moving. Jesus, our shepherd, is moving here. And he's also active and alive when we follow in the footsteps of our diocesan patron, St. Vincent de Paul, who after being nourished by the Eucharist at the altar, went out into the streets and lived that real presence of Christ in his total self-sacrificial service among the poor. Jesus is moving, and he moves through us. He says to you and me both, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So get motivated. Be moved by his love. Get out there and move in this beautiful world. And so we ask for the intercession of our patron, St. Vincent de Paul. We ask for his help and prayers, that we may always have the grace to be moved by God's sacred heart, to willingly abandon ourselves to his will and become the saints that we are supposed to become.